With WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting. This week, the St. Germain Town Board decided to push discussion of a potential lighting ordinance to their March agenda. They want to make sure there is more time for public comment before they take policy action. WXPR's Hannah Davis-Reed spoke with a supervisor on the St. Germain Town Board to understand more about the proposal. Scattered complaints over the years about light pollution prompted the St. Germain Town Board to open the question up to the community. To, quote, reduce lighting glare and minimize light trespass, end quote, the town is considering creating a resolution regulating outdoor lighting. Ted Ritter is a supervisor of St. Germain. We need a little bit more time for more public comment to come in. There is there's no urgency here. Monday's town board meeting was packed, standing room only, and there were lots of opinions on the potential ordinance. So we listened to the comments. Um, there were several, most of them not in favor of an ordinance. Some of them understanding why in some, in, in some instances um, there are legitimate complaints about outdoor lighting and, and maybe those could somehow be addressed, but they weren't in, in favor of a, you know, a town-wide ordinance. On Facebook, the proposed ordinance received a lot of attention from commenters in the popular Vilas County community group, some of whom were firmly against it as a form of government overreach, and others who saw it as helpful. Another supervisor analyzed responses received during their open comment period and found a trend in complaints. Almost all the people with complaints of light pollution lived on a lakeshore and had waterfront lighting issues. Ritter says this kind of feedback helps supervisors better tailor legislation. Suggesting that the, if there is a problem to address, it may, it may be limited to shorelines, uh, which is good to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're not interested in trying to fix something that isn't broken. Discussion of the ordinance has now been pushed to the town board's March 11th meeting. For WXPR News, I'm Hannah Davis-Reed. The Forest County District Attorney is resigning effective next month. Charles Simino's last day will be March 8th. Governor Tony Evers is seeking applications to serve as district attorney for the remainder of Simino's term that ends in January of 2025. People can apply on Governor Evers' website. The deadline is March 1st. The Randleiter City Council is seeking applications to fill an open District 4 seat. Tom Kelly held the position until recently. Kelly passed away February 1st. He resigned from the Randleiter City Council and County Board shortly before that. According to his obituary, Kelly moved to the Northwoods in the 1970s. Among many other things, Kelly worked at the Algen as a bartender for more than 30 years. One of his prouder moments was being a featured bartender in the New York Times. Kelly also served on the Rhineleiter City Council and County Board for years. Rhineleiter Common Council voted Monday night to fill the vacancy for District 4 until the term ends in April of 2026. People interested need to fill out a questionnaire on the City of Rhineleiter's website. The deadline to apply is March 1st. Wisconsin is closer to adopting political maps for legislative seats that advocates insist would reverse years of gerrymandered districts. One coalition says despite some skepticism, the latest move offers hope in restoring the will of voters. Mike Moen reports. This week, the Republican-led legislature approved the map submitted by Democratic Governor Tony Evers as legal wrangling plays out, including the involvement of the state Supreme Court and its new liberal majority. 
Yuseli Flores with the Wisconsin Fair Maps Coalition says if these maps are fully implemented, they'll finally usher in a more balanced legislative body. These maps would change Wisconsin's future for years to come, and it will definitely get rid of what happened in 2011. It'll dismantle that partisan gerrymander. Following the 2010 census, Republicans were in charge of the redistricting process and have since maintained large majorities in the legislature. That's despite more competitive races for statewide elections. Evers has pledged to sign the maps. However, some of his fellow Democrats have misgivings about the GOP's approach, including language that says the maps wouldn't take effect until the general election in November, excluding any special or recall elections this year. And some policy analysts say Republicans still might hold a slight advantage even with the Evers maps. However, Flores says that doesn't mean there won't be any progress in establishing the change advocates want to see. She adds this could help bolster candidate recruitment in marginalized districts. Folks that might not have millions of dollars in the bank that are running because they're tired of big money politics. State election leaders have set a deadline of March 15th for the new maps to be in place. The hurry to update the boundaries comes after the Wisconsin Supreme Court overturned the current legislative districts in a December ruling. The court would have to choose maps if an agreement isn't finalized in time. This is Mike Moen for Wisconsin News Connection. Our Savior's Lutheran Church in Merrill is setting up a diaper donation bin at several businesses in the area. The Love the Littles diaper drive was inspired by the Valentine's Day season. It provides a little help for those who need it. Riverside Athletic Club in Merrill has two bins in the women's locker room as well as one inside the front door. Athletic Club President Brandon Wild is a father himself and wanted to help the community. I have a two and a four year old, so I know what the what the costs are with, with diapers, so I think it's important to, to help out for those that, that need it. There is also a drop-off location at Our Savior's Lutheran Church and at the TB Scott Free Library, along with other locations in Merrill. This story is courtesy of WAOW Television. Officials say the first tornadoes ever recorded in Wisconsin in the usually frigid month of February caused more than $2.4 million in damages. They said Wednesday that the tornadoes that ripped through Rock County on February 8th killed some cattle and hit 30 homes. Kevin Wernett, director of Rock County Emergency Management, says the damage estimates don't include agricultural impacts to silos, barns, and equipment. For WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting.